On this episode, we're talking about Father's Day, shit we wish we would have done when we were younger. Oh my God, what the fuck did I even just say? Shit we wish we would have learned when we were younger, 25 W words in one second. And we're going to talk a little bit more about SP Gina because I got the SP Gina Jordans in and I'm so fucking rock hard about it that I'm going to show them off at the end of this uh, episode. But it's going to be a shorter episode because I know it's Father's Day. You guys should be going to see your dads or if you don't have one, go see your friend's dad or go see whatever the father figure in your life is or your mother. Go spend time with your family today. It's a fucking, it's a family day. Um, so it's probably going to be like a 30 minute, I'm, I'm trying to go for a 30 minute podcast episode. Um, so you might see the picture behind me. If you're looking at the video podcast, I have a picture of Walter White behind me. And all I'm going to say is I think he was a good dad. Okay. He's a good dad. And you know, he sold a little bit of meth and he killed a few people, but he's a good guy. You know, he really, I mean, well. He was a good he was a good dad, okay? That's all I wanted to say. And the reason why I have the picture up behind me is because I didn't know what to fucking put. Like I'm not going to put a picture of my dad because it's like I mean I guess I could have, but I don't know. And I was going to look up Happy Father's Day and put that up, but I was like no, I'm just going to put up a dope character dad. And I put up Walter White. Also don't spoil anything because I'm only at season 3. So chill, all right? Don't fucking message me. And if people do message me, spoiling me, spoiling me, just because I'm saying this, then I'm really going to be fucking upset with you guys. So don't. Um, it's Father's Day today. And I know that for Mother's Day, I didn't do an episode. And I said, like, go spend time with your mother. That's all I said um, on, on my Instagram. I didn't even do an episode. And then today, I am doing an episode. So... I don't know if it's if my dad's going to think he's the favorite because I'm making an episode and talking about him, um, or I don't know if my mom's going to think that she's the favorite because I was with her that whole day, and I'm not with my dad the whole day, you know? So you guys got to figure it the fuck out because I don't know. Um, but yeah, you know, my, my dad's getting an episode about him. No, it's not really about him. Um, 10 minutes, really quick. I just want to say... That if you're if you're 18, 19, 20, 21, anywhere from even 16, if you're 16 to 25 years old, you go through a huge shift in in caring about people and expressing your emotions and telling people you love them and showing how you love people. When I was 16 years old, um, I'm trying to think. That's like freshman year. I didn't really ever connect with my dad or my mom. Uh, in a way that I do now, you know, and I'm only 20. It's only four years later. I think I'm a lot more mature than some people. I think that I reached a fucking a, a maturity level that people don't reach until they're 30 or 40. Um, but if you could take some fucking advice from me, when I was 16 years old, I kind of just did whatever the fuck I wanted. I looked at my mom and my dad, not as threats, but I looked at them as like, obstacles, like things that were always getting in the way. Um, even though I don't even have strict parents and my dad really didn't give a fuck. Um, it's like, I didn't care. I didn't think like, I can't go out because my dad's going to fucking make me come home. It wasn't that type. It was just like, I know that if I do some things, my dad might not like it or my mom might not like it, especially when it came to school. I knew that if I wanted to drop out, it was going to be a fucking thing. And I knew that Having, you know, a girlfriend at 16, I got to bring her around. There was things that like your parents get in the way from that's very normal. 
Um, people have strict parents that make them go to fucking get home at seven o'clock, do your fucking homework at four o'clock, eat food, very strict structural fucking lives. And that's not what I'm a big fan of. But thankfully, uh, my dad wasn't. And I think a big reason of why he wasn't like that, and neither was my mom, but a big reason why my dad is one of my favorite people in the world is because he trusted what I, whatever the fuck I was going to do, he basically just put his trust in me. And I think that doing that from a father to a son is something that most parents can't do. Um, when When you're... fucking, I don't know, when you're 50 years old and you have a 17-year-old kid that wants to go out and have fun and shit, uh, most, it's easier to just say, no, you're not going out, right? Because then you could go to sleep, you could bang your fucking wife or go get drunk and you don't have to worry about your kid doing stupid shit. It's a lot more selfish to, in my opinion, it's a lot more selfish to say, you're not going out, you're not doing this, you can't do this. And then on the flip side, like the dad's going out and the dad's having fun and the dad's fucking doing all this shit, you know, or parents in general. Uh, I know kids that their parents wouldn't be home for the weekend. They're going on a vacation, but they have to stay home and they can't have friends over and all that shit. Extremely hypocritical fuck you type of parents, right? That's not what I have. My dad is very extremely trusting in me and uh, never fucking never really gave me a reason to like be mad at him or like hate him or like resent. There was none of that. He's the type of guy that just put his trust in me. If I wanted to go do something and it was a party or whatever the fuck, he would just say, yeah, you know, go ahead, text me. If you like, if I call you answer your fucking phone, but just be safe and go. And what that taught me was, which is like genius on my dad's part. But what it taught me was that it's like a, it made going out and going to party or going to smoke or drink. It made all that shit a lot less cool. Cause when your parents are like, absolutely not, you're not going out, you're not doing this, you're, then it makes the fucking your greed that we all have. Uh, it brings more attention to like, I need to go out because now if my parents piss me off, my way of pissing them off is to go to this party, right? But my dad was like, yeah, if you want to go, like go. And then I would be like, okay, well, I'm fu- I'm going to the party, dad. Fuck you. And he'd be like, I don't care. Have fun, pal. And then I was like, okay, well, I don't want to fucking go now. You know, it kind of killed the fun of like going to because my parents don't want me to. So what my dad did that's also a lot different than a lot of other people is that, and so did my mom, but um, he just told me like all of the experiences he had when he was a kid. He told me the two times he smoked. He told me the fucking, I don't even know if he smoked weed when he was a kid, but he told me like what it was like when people were smoking cigarettes, what the drugs people did when he was younger was like uh, meeting with girls, meeting with friends, getting backstabbed. He taught me a lot of very real fucking things that I think parents shield their kids from. Um, and I mean, my dad, like he just, I don't know. It's, it's a different type of fucking guy, but like comparing it to my friend's dad's, uh, my dad, like doesn't care about how he talks around us. He talks very fun. He teaches us things about business. If it wasn't for my dad, I probably would have never been able to run like a successful sneaker reselling company for so long, even though it's not a company, my brand, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, I was listening to my dad talk about like, cause he's a salesman himself. I was listening to him on fucking sales calls for my whole entire life and things that he says, how he treats people, how he responds to people. It just like that stuff lingered with me and he instilled like an extreme amount of 
I don't even know, generosity and respect and like how to talk to people. It was just embedded in my brain from living with my dad and being with my dad all the time. So obviously, I love you, dad. Uh, thank you for that. If it wasn't for you um, showing me how to talk to people, showing me how to treat people right and giving me great examples of how to be a good fucking human being, uh, I don't think I'd be where I am today. So that's a big thank you, Dad. Happy Father's Day. I love you thing. But it really, really, really is important because uh, my like I don't really look at myself now as someone that's hated. And I talk about extremely like off the fucking line type of shit. I push the boundaries for sure. I swear a lot. I fucking kind of am like, uh, I, I don't want to say... I, I'm not your clean fucking cut TV type of guy. I'm more of an HBO, Sirius XM radio. You got to pay to get it because it's fucking dirty or explicit, right? If I'm going to compare it, give an analogy there. So that's because I had a dad that didn't fucking box me in my whole life. I had a dad that let me push the boundaries, even if it was going out, having a girl over fucking smoking a cigarette or a vape, whatever it was, it was like, even though it might have pissed my dad off to see me vape, or it might have pissed my dad off to see me go out at 2 a.m., he knows how to be a good fucking dad. And being a good dad is not telling your son not to do things because, even though he does sometimes, but telling your son not to do things because it's going to, like, worry you. My dad doesn't give a fuck about that. He's not a selfish person. He wanted the best for me and my brothers and still does to this day. Uh, one of the most loving people, generous people. I love my dad so much. I could sit here and talk about him for an hour. But, um, yeah, I mean, the point of this is talk to your fucking dads. If you don't get along with your father or your grandpa, whoever plays the father figure in your life, if you don't get along with that person, Today, like t today should be the day where you try to re-fucking get closer with your dad. Another thing is me and my dad weren't even close when I was like one to fucking eight. No, one to like 15 years old. He worked all the time. He worked like 50 hours a week. Uh, 6 a.m. He'd wake up, go to work, come home at 10 p.m. I was in school and then I was fucking beating off with my friends in the front yard. So I didn't see my dad a lot uh, when I was a kid. And I still, to this day, maintained like a very fucking, very extremely close uh, relationship with my dad. So I know that sometimes it's hard to like text. I mean, it's not, but you may think it's hard to text your dad or call him on the phone or go out to eat with him. But it's like, that's what you got to fucking do because uh, at the end of the day, family is all you got. So that's, I mean, in my opinion, and I mean, your fucking arms and legs. But you get what I'm saying, right? Connect with your dad. Rekindle. If you guys got in a fight last year, haven't talked for a year or two, or whatever the fuck's going on, it's really, really, really worth it uh, to reach out with him and get as close as you can with everyone, your brothers, your mother, your fucking dad, whatever it is. Uh, get close with them because there's going to be a day where they're not there anymore and then you will have no opportunity to, you know? So... Not to make it a little sap, sappy fuckboy moment there, but it's just true, you know? So, Walter White, shout out to you because you're fucking... He was willing to sell meth for his kids. My dad was willing to not be a selfish piece of shit. So, they kind of have something in common. Um, now, I asked you guys... Fuck. Oh, I have it. 
So I asked you guys, I said, what is something you wish you learned earlier in life? Where we moved on from the dad bit, right? We're, we got it. 10 minutes of talking about my father and why you should be close with your family members. Um, so I, I said, what is something you wish you learned earlier? The reason why I asked this question was because, uh, I mean, I'm watching Breaking Bad now. I, I don't want to explain all of that because I got to do a fast episode, but seeing a lot of things in Breaking Bad made me think about shit when I was younger. And then it made me think about like how I'm trying to improve. And, uh, I don't know. It was just a question I fucking asked. It's kind of deep too. So, um, what for me, something I wish I learned earlier, there's a few of them, but one of the main ones is that, uh, people don't give a fuck about what you're doing and you shouldn't give a fuck about what they're doing. Like I said many times before, I had a lot of phases in my life where I was just trying to impress people, but I never looked at myself as being special or being different. And I wish I would have when I was younger, because it's like, it's somewhat cocky. It's somewhat whatever confident, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Sure. But if you think you're special, if you love yourself, you're not going to fucking let people treat you like shit. You're not going to let people use you for money or use you to get to someone else. You're not going to be a puzzle piece in people's lives. You're going to be the fucking complete puzzle. I don't know if that even makes sense. You're not going to be, you're not going to be used. They're going to want to talk to you or want to be with you for you, not for any other fucking reasons. And there are so many people that used me when I was a kid because I was the one that was like paying for all my friends. I was selling true religion jeans and like belts and hats and shit. And I would always have like stacks of cash with me and I'm a generous person thanks to my father, but uh, I was dumb because I was younger, so I didn't realize that like these kids are probably only hanging out with me because I'm buying them fucking $80 sushi at Walk and Fire, you know? So I definitely got used a little bit, but um, I think that I just I just wish that I realized I was different, you know? I, I always knew that I was different. I was never a follower. I was always the leader. I would literally, like literally, whatever the fuck I would do, my friends would do. I would walk in, into this area and 80 kids behind me would be right fucking there. I would say one thing and all my friends would start saying it. It was that type of thing. I knew that I was different, but I didn't treat myself like I was. So if you fucking love yourself, if you know your worth, if you think you're different, then don't let people treat you differently. Have If you know you're special, make sure people treat you like you're special is kind of all I'm saying. And it doesn't have to be in some fucking... Uh, elitist fucking throne hierarchy way. Uh, it doesn't have to be like, make your friends fucking wipe your asshole. It's just, don't let people do shitty things to you. Don't let people use you. Don't let people do you wrong. Feeling special is honestly just being treated fucking normal. It's like, cause it's so fucking rare nowadays, you know, it's trying to, I'm trying to be a little relatable there, but, uh, yeah, you know, just don't let people be fucking a piece of shit to you is all I'm saying. Now, a lot of you guys went deeper, and there's some fucking deep ones in here. So I'm going to get straight to reading them. Um, a lot of them are kind of the same things, you know. I got a lot of people that said, um, don't trust people, and fucking girls are shitty, and they're going to break your heart. Which I could have said that too, but it's like you can't label everyone. You can't just say girls are pieces of shit, because it's like your ex-girlfriend was, but you can't. So I'm not going to read the, the ones that I don't like think makes sense, right? Or that I think are unfair. This person says, don't let people bullshit you around. This is literally what I just said. Um, I didn't plan it. 
she said, don't let people bullshit you around. If they don't see your value, they don't deserve to have you in your life. Learn this from being treated like shit from ex-boyfriends and ex-friends. Can't tell how many times I wish I would have said, okay, fuck you, bye. Instead of trying to remain close with people who are shitty to me. Yeah, I mean, that's almost exactly what I said. A little bit better, like better put. Um, but yeah, I mean, you don't have to, it's not about like, I need you to think I'm special and treat me like a king. It's just, I'm not going to let you treat me like shit. It's actually the opposite, you know? Um, rather than my friends treat me like shit, my friends blow me off, or I think that they're using me for some reason, and instead just like buying them more shit or hanging out with them more, or like going more up their fucking ass. Um, I wish I would have just said like, fuck you, cocksucker, pay for your own shit. It's not my fault that you're broke. I wish I would have just didn't like been like that, you know, because then it would teach people like he doesn't fuck around. You know, it would have made me a little less of a bitch. So definitely that one. I also wish that I disciplined myself a little bit more. Um, I, I grew up with a lot of my parents had a lot of money and I kind of. You know, I was a white kid in a suburban area that was like the fourth safest town in the world. Such a bitch way of growing up. And I'm very thankful for it. It was amazing. But there are a lot of things that I didn't really get to learn from somebody that had it harder or somebody that didn't have money or didn't have so much access to shit when they were a kid. So I do kind of wish that, I don't wish that I grew up shittier, but um, I wish I disciplined myself a little bit more and put a little bit more fucking hard labor work into myself, you know? I wish I would have been working when I was like 16 and doing fucking construction or some shit so I could know how hard it is to like spend hours every day doing hard work. My dad was a salesman. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. So it's like my dad was a hard worker for sure, but it was it was different, you know? Um, luckily, hopefully one day I'll be able to say the same thing and I'll be able to work very fucking leisurely and make a lot of fucking money from it. But um, I think discipline is a big thing. Working jobs, doing shit. I can lay in bed and it's great that I can make money, but I can lay in bed all fucking day and like I'm okay with that sometimes, you know? Or I wish I had a little bit more of like, I need to get the fuck out of bed because I was doing construction when I was younger. Does that make sense? I don't know. I think I've... I'm not a cocky, spoiled fucking brat kid. I think I'm definitely more humble. I have friends that have less money than me that are way more cocky for no fucking reason. But uh, I just think it's really important. I don't give a fuck if your dad's broke or a millionaire or a billionaire. Uh, if, if If they can instill, which is another thing, shout out to my dad. My dad instilled that in me, like being humble, never showed off, never was a cocky fuck. He had money, he knew it. But he never had to boast and push it in people's faces. And that is something that I also admire. And that's why I think I'm a humble person. But my dad also grew up working a lot harder and with a lot more rules than I did. So you could kind of see the difference. You know, my dad was a little bit more, had stricter parents and, you know, went through all of that and was fucking broke and went to fucking 20 houses, moved 50 different times. So he was, he had a little bit harder. So that's why I think he was honestly like a better worker than I am right now. But you gotta, I gotta do it myself is basically all I'm saying. I don't know why the fuck I'm telling you guys that because who gives a shit. But, um, all right, next person, next subscriber says that people are going to fuck you over no matter how nice you are or how hard you try for them. 
this is one of those blanket statement ones, but it's like, I don't think it's necessarily true that everyone's going to fuck you over. I think what you could do though is always be to be prepared to get fucked over just in case, you know, I would rather be surprised that someone is like a great person because I set my expectations low than be surprised that they fucking hurt me because I always hope the best for everything. Does that make sense? Like it's easier to just think every girl's going to fuck me over and every friend is only going to use me. And then when you find a kid that doesn't use you or you find a girl that genuinely likes you, then it's like, holy fuck, this is great. I'm giving all my time to this person because it's such a refreshing feeling. And I've gone through that same exact thing. But when you think like every girl's going to be great for me, they love me so much. It's not because I have a fucking Ferrari. It's because they really like me, right? Yeah. And then you get fucked over. Then you're surprised because you got hurt. But it's because your wired fucked up brain like tells yourself that everyone's a saint. You know what I mean? Don't do that. Be a real fucking person and realize that people are shitty. People don't care. So realize it, but don't like act on it. Don't just walk in the mall and a girl comes up to you and she's like, hey, you're cute. And you're like, fuck you, you stupid cunt. Get out of my face. You don't have to be like that. But just pre- prepare yourself up here in your fucking brain. All right. Um, now this one's, this one's going out on a fucking limb. This girl says, growing up is a fucking trap. So I said, what do you mean? She said, when I was younger, I always found myself with the older crowd. Middle school, hanging out with high schoolers. Freshmen, hanging out with seniors. You know how cool that felt, man? So dumb. I felt so cool hanging out with seniors when I was a freshman. And like, why? Who fucking gives a fuck? Like, I don't, well, I guess I do hang out with older people like fucking Conan and shit. But I don't hang out with them. Like, my goal right now is hang... Part of my dream is hanging out or meeting with older people and it still feels really cool. So I don't, it's different though. It's fucking different. Okay. I was going to try to make a connection, but it's not, it's still different. Um, seeing they were this continuing what this girl said, seeing their freedom and seeing how adult they were quote unquote, um, and having the idea of what you're supposed to do at that age fucked me up later down the road. Had I known being a grown up is Oh, had I known what being a grown-up is and the finances and everything along with it, I would have easily slowed time down and not had that mindset of what it's supposed to look like. So basically what this girl's saying to my understanding is um, she envied people that were older than her because of the life that they lived. She thought it was so great that like this person's 21 and he could drink and do whatever the fuck he wants and these kids are seniors and they have such a cool life because they could drive and shit. She basically like absorbed some of her mindset. She absorbed her thoughts with like, I can't wait to be older. I can't wait to be older. And now she's older and she's like, fuck, I wish I would have had more fun and not looked up to these fucking pricks because this sucks and I have to pay bills now. So this girl is just basically, she got slapped in the fucking face by reality. And that's kind of how it is. She pays her own bills and shit, which is what it seems like from what she's saying, which is really great. And, uh, it's a good, yeah, I mean, everybody has it. Everybody grows up. So get your fucking head out of your pony ass and, uh, and fucking realize that shit. Go get a job. But the ironic thing, all I'm going to say is this, the ironic thing about this person in particular is that I know she like goes to clubs and parties and drinks and shit. So 
it's like, are you really learning from it or are you just like kind of blending in, you know? Learn from it, don't blend in. How's that? Don't like look up to people because they're fucking freedom or whatever and then get older and regret it, but then still do the same things that they're doing, you know? Because now you have to pay bills. Reality hit you in the face. You're older. You don't have time to do fucking stupid shit anymore. So then stop going to bars and stop getting fucked up every weekend. Go build a fucking little brand of your own or sell something or get a full-time job. Make a fuckload of money, move, and then live a life that you want to live, you know? Okay, just cut out. I don't know what's happening. Uh, you get what I'm saying, though. I now I lost track of mine because I had to fix this. Um, yeah, don't don't party and drink and do all that shit and then complain. If you want to do that, do that. But then don't be mad because you, you know what I mean? Don't wish you were younger. I, you get what I'm fucking saying, okay? Um, I need to make sure I'm still recording. Okay. Um, all right, this next one. This girl said, don't do drugs because drugs are bad. Um, yeah, totally agree with you. Drugs are bad. She says, LMAO, no, but really, I wish I would have known that it's not about the quantity of friends you have. It's about the quality of the small few that will always have your back. Couldn't agree more. Definitely agree with you there. I got a few friends that I've known my whole life, and I had thousands of friends that I knew that were new friends, and the only ones I have now just about are the OG kids, you know, the fucking... The middle school and elementary school kids are my best friends to this day. And the ones that I met throughout high school were kind of in and out of my life really quick. Um, I learned that you, that not all of your friends, parents, I don't get this one. I wish I learned that not all your friends, parents have your best interest in mind and that some were real evil assholes. Like that's all he said. So I don't know if like his friend's mom like tried to fuck him. Well, I guess that would probably be a good thing. I don't know if his friend's mom like fucking slapped the shit out of him when his friend wasn't looking. Something fucked happened and we're not getting the full story. Maybe he was at his friend's house and the fucking friend's dad like grabbed him by the head and just said, get the fuck out of here, you piece of shit. And then pushed him out of the... Something fucked up happened because real evil assholes about your friend's parents, there's something deeper here and he didn't say it. So we got to move on. Trust nobody. I've gotten my Instagram account with 50,000 people stolen from me when I was in sixth grade because I trusted a business partner. Sophomore year, I got scammed from $2,000. I was buying shoes for a while. Now I don't trust anybody in the business world unless there are signed papers. Um, the guy that stole my Instagram gambled it all, hoping to double his money, but ended up losing everything and fucked over everyone in his pre list. His name is Austin Blank. Call him out for being a criminal. You know, we don't really do that here, but um, I'm not going to call. I'm not going to be like, fuck you, man. Everybody go get him. I don't give a fuck. You know, it's your loss, not mine. Sucks. Sucks, buddy. That's what you got to do. No, but in reality, uh, yeah, I've sold shit my whole life. I've sold shit since I was 15. I get the idea of business partners. I never fucking went that route. Um, anytime to this day, I have so many DMs from kids that's like, hey, man, See that you're killing it. We should totally team up. Like, no. No. I don't fucking want. I'm doing fine, you know? And when you, the second you have business partners, I mean, I'm talking at a very small scale. I'm talking small business, startup. Uh, you just started selling shit with your buddies on Etsy or alone on Etsy. That type. I'm not talking fucking venture capitalist fucking investor stage. Just the very beginnings. Um 
you really, really, really got to be smart. If you know that what you're doing has value, if you know that you can do it on your own, then there's no reason why you should hire some dick to like sign up with you and he gets half your money and now he's going to help you sell and he's going to, because if you're really, really good at your business, whether it's doing art, fucking music, producing shit, you're a DJ, you fucking sell shit online, you create custom clothes, you sell shoes, you whatever the fuck it is. Uh, if you could do it on your own and make money from it, there's absolutely no reason why you should do it with someone else unless you need value or you see value in some someone else. You know what I mean? I'm not great at making a website. I'll hire someone to make me a website, but I'm not going to give 50% of my business to some tech fuck just because he knows how to make a website. You know what I mean? I'd rather teach myself how to do it at that point. So yeah, I mean, trust nobody. It's a little, little stretch, but people will fuck you over. So just be ready for it. All of this is like preparing yourself, right? Uh, this one says it's a lot better to pursue your passion in a realistic way to not jump in an artistic life without a plan to be willing and commit to the marathon of the slow and steady progress. This is, I can't agree with you more. Uh, this is the fucking story of my life right now. I could have, when I was younger, I used to always say, I'm going to move to LA when I'm 18. I'm going to move to LA when I'm 19 or whatever the fuck. Uh, I want to make $300,000 by the time I'm 21. I had all of these like stupidly unrealistic milestones for the work that I was doing. It's like you sell shoes, you do comedy. Sure. You're funny, but the, like everyone in this business didn't get it when they were fucking 19. Dave Chappelle, Sebastian Maniscalco, Conan, Jimmy Fallon, like all of these people, they didn't get there just because like they're funny. So now they're fucking rich and shit. Uh, Sebastian, which is like, that's one that comes to mind. Cause I really know his story. I mean, put in fucking hours of work for fucking years and years on end. And then it finally paid off and now it paid off huge. But that's the story that I always think of when it's like, you need to be realistic about your dreams and your goals and your passions. He's someone that I look up to his story for sure. Uh, and that's someone that, you know, put the work in like I've been doing this podcast for a year right now. And sometimes I get mad because I'm not at X amount of followers or listeners or whatever the fuck. But then it's like, dude, I'm 20 years old. I have another 10 years of doing this hobby style shit and I can go all in on this for 10 more fucking years. So I'm not going to get pissed off when it's not exactly how I want it after one year of work. And if I do think that way, I remind myself that I'm being a little bitch and then I put my fucking pants on and I go back out there and do shit, you know? So... Definitely being realistic with your dreams and whatever you want to plan on doing in your life. Uh, it's hard to sometimes because you see Instagram and you see Kim Kardashian or whatever the fuck you guys look up to. Uh, I get it. It could be hard because you see people living very great lives. And even when they're younger, you see fucking, I don't know, Tana Mojo and Emma Chamberlain and fucking trying to think of like YouTubers, Jake Paul. You see very young people making a fuckload of money and then it makes you think like I'm 21 I'm older than this YouTuber he's a millionaire I'm a piece of shit I had very small times where I thought like that but that's not the way to think at all the other the way to think is adore that person and fucking like look up to them for the work that they put in at such a young age and uh, appreciate what they're doing and how they got so successful rather than being like, fuck, they just got lucky and they just woke up one day and they were famous. Even though if some people do 
wake up and get famous from a viral video or whatever the fuck it is. It's like, it's the, their talent keeps them there, you know? So nobody just gets fucking famous for nothing. Uh, every single person out there, even the dumb fucking people that you might hate, Bad Baby, for example, which is a rapper that came from Dr. Phil. Uh, a lot of people hate her, but you can't fucking disagree that the girl works her fucking ass off. So it's just it's just how you look at things, you know? Um, next one, learning to accept change and looking at the positives instead of always looking at the negatives. This one's really true. Uh, don't be a negative piece of shit. Uh, don't be that person that like you don't get a job and you say like, oh, well, I'm never going to get a job. I'm a big fucking loser piece of shit because nobody likes that person. Uh, be the guy that you don't get a job and you apply to 20 more places. It's fucking what I'm doing. Uh, but you apply to 20 more places and you're like, I don't give a fuck. If they don't think I'm great, this place will. I'm going to keep applying and keep like doing whatever the fuck it takes. Be the guy that gets on a plane and travels to a fucking person that doesn't meet you and then comes back home and when they say they want to meet again, you go right fucking back because you're betting on faith and hope and positive things and you're not just canceling your fucking chances because of one bad experience, you know? It's fucking deep right there. And I'm saying it very like personal to me, but it's my experiences that is why I can say that. Um, this guy says, how to play a musical instrument instrument uh or, okay, instrument, or talk another language. Stupid how parents focus on shit that doesn't matter like sports. Yeah, definitely got to agree here. I played drums when I was a kid for, I don't know, fucking six, seven years. And I still to this day have a drum pad and I'm like just getting back into it and trying to like train myself to fucking play the drums even though I can't right now because I don't have a set. But I'm still trying to like discipline myself to like, put my phone down, cancel out everything and just do something that I love doing for an hour or two hours every day. Because what playing a musical instrument tr like teaches you is so much more valuable than going to, it's actually the complete opposite. When you're on a fucking sports team, when you're 13 years old and you hate playing soccer, but your fucking mom is such a one track mind cunt that you can't do anything else with it like living in that home and you just have to play soccer it's so fucking ex like exhausting and suffocating for a kid because now it trains him that you have to do shit that you hate and that's fucking it and you're not training him that or teaching the kid that you can do things that you love you're, tr you're teaching him that you have to do this because we say so it's like the complete opposite when I played the drums the fucking amount of like I would get so fucking happy playing the drums. I was teaching myself how to do it. I was looking online, listening to music, teaching myself the song, myself, the song and like how to play it. It was just so like, I feel like very maturing for a kid to like sit in his room, play the drums, sit in his room, play the guitar. Cause you're spending so much time alone and teaching yourself how to do shit. And you're getting instant gratification back because you like playing the instrument and you're like, finally learned that song. Finally learned how to do that. Now you're fucking impressing yourself. It builds your confidence up. There's like so many good things there that just will never come from making your fucking nerdy ass kid play basketball when you know he's not going to fucking make it to the NBA. Okay? Uh, yeah. If 
you're if you're a dad or a mom, go buy your kid a fucking. And if he doesn't want to do it, guess what? He doesn't fucking have to. So don't suffocate him with an instrument either. It's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying let him do something that he wants to do, uh, and make it something that, or give him the opportunity to to make it something that it's fucking more free. Drawing, give him a book and a fucking marker and if he draws and enjoys doing it support that don't make him do shit he doesn't like to do or her or whatever the fuck your kid wants to be referred to as in this fucking sensitive world okay (laughs) sorry you got a little triggered there um that it's okay to this is the next answer that it's okay to take time yourself mental health and self-love are so important this is super true i 100 percent agree uh the past two years i suffocated myself by only like business, 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 making fucking trips every two weeks, going to meet this person, going to meet this person, trying to get an in, trying to get connections, hustling my balls off, which I definitely loved doing. But the second I started feeling a little bit depressed, a little bit fucked up, a little bit sad, I was going on trips and realizing like, I'm not really happy right now. I took the past fucking four months, I haven't gone on a trip, five months, And I've just been at home hanging out with my family, doing things that I really enjoy that's not so much business. Um, And being 20 years old and I don't have a kid and I don't have a fucking house yet, it's great because I can do that. I could take a little time off. Um, But doing that, I learned so much and I became a lot deeper and a lot smarter within the past four months that now now when I go back into business, I'm excited again. And I re-fucking birthed, or I don't know what I was, rebirth. I brought back that like passion and excitement to the fucking surface again. And now when I go to meet someone in New York next month, I'm excited to do it. I'm thinking happy thoughts and I'm going to be like just as excited as I was the first trips I was doing. And I'm not going to think like negative or sad because I fucking fixed all of that. So, you know, this girl hit it on the fucking, on the, on the, uh, on the bowl. She did a great job with that response. Um, three more. This girl says, spend as much time with your grandparents as possible. I took them for granted when I was young and I lost time. I lost them when I was young and never had opportunity to really absorb what they had to say or the stories they would tell me. It kills them. Oh, it kills them. It, okay, she doesn't write. She doesn't type shit right. I forget them more and more every day and it kills me. Okay, she actually did it. It makes sense. Um, Yeah. This is a big one that I fucking preach to my brothers a lot. It would always be like fucking, we're going to my mom's for dinner just for fun, you know? And my brothers were like, I'm out with my girlfriend or I'm out with my friends. And I'd be like, guys, let's fucking just get together, huh? Let's go eat with our fucking grandparents. And they'd be like, dude, I'm busy. Like, I can't make it next time. And they didn't, it's like, they didn't care. I mean, they were also in their 20s and like 22 and they were in that stage but I'm 20. I'm not in that fucking stage. I always, always, I'm, I'm always there. When it's a dinner with my grandparents, a fucking phone call, whatever the fuck it is, I try to always keep myself engaged. I'm a big family guy. Um, and shout out to fucking family guy. Um, I'm a big family person. I'm, I, I just... I appreciate spending time with my grandparents. I don't give a fuck if I could be having sex with the hottest girl from my school at the time. Uh, I would blow her off and I would go see my family. You know, it, it, I don't, it, nothing, nothing could be in front of that unless it's like going to fucking Europe for a week. Then yeah, you know, see you next weekend, grandma, you know, fuck you. But otherwise 
I'm all yours. So definitely spending time engaging with them. Don't like people. It's so fucking broken, man. People hate to like give time to their family. Like that's a thing. And I just don't, I just don't get it. You know, it actually pisses me off because it's like, dude, they're going to be dead one day and then you're going to have nobody. And then your fucking friend that you blew them off for your whole life is going to defriend you. And then you're fucked. Is defriend even a word? Who knows? All right, two more, and then we're going to talk about these shoes, and then I'm fucking off. Wish I had actually learned about... Oh, wish I had learned... Okay, God, this is the point of the episode where I can't fucking read. Wish I learned to actually listen to my dad, ask about the hard questions about life and death, specifically what we all should do after this one dies or after one dies, save all pictures and videos I had with him, spend as much time as you can with your loved ones. Uh, This is a girl that lost her father recently. Very sorry, and I fucking love you, and you know that I'm here for you. But it's interesting to hear, I mean, you're hearing someone with experience that lost a close family member. Even she's saying, like, appreciate the time with your loved ones, spend time with them, ask them questions, get close with them, because that's all you're going to have to hold on to when they're gone. So... You know, it's it's sad, but you fucking just do it. You know, engage, engage, all right? It fucking engage. I wish I could write it on the screen. Um, you can't, this is the last one. You can't help someone who doesn't want help just as much as you can't change someone that doesn't want to change. Both of my parents were uh, drug addicts and alcoholics. And after my mom passed, I was so angry with my dad for not helping her by telling the doctors to stop prescribing the meds she would abuse. Um... And that's all it says. So, yeah, I mean, that's just a fucking realization in life. People that don't want help, they're not going to be fucking helped. You can't do anything. If a kid, I mean, there's so many examples with drugs, with alcohol, with cheating, with abuse, with fucking all of like the problems in life. If people are problem fucking addicts, it's just how they're going to be. That's just how they're fucking wired. I'm wired to see someone and hug them. This person is wired to see a drug and do it. And like, that's how it is. If somebody tells me not to hug someone hello, I'm a loving person. So I'm going to be like, fuck you, man. Like, what does it matter? I'm also wired where I swear all the fucking time. I say whatever the fuck I want. If you tell me otherwise, I will tell you personally to go fuck yourself because I'm like that. And there's nothing really coming in between it. I like to drink fucking water. If you tell me not to drink water, I'm going to say, go fuck yourself because it doesn't matter. You know, um, clearly I'm passionate about fucking Fiji, huh? Um, I don't know. You get what I'm saying though. If, and if it's drugs, it's even worse because it's literally an addictive thing. It's not just a want anymore. That person needs it. So if you tell them not to do it, they're not going to fucking, Oh, heroin's going to kill me. Okay. I'm done. It's not that fucking easy. Uh, it takes work from the person to do it themselves. I've seen people do a phenomenal job with quitting, but it didn't. they didn't do it because they quit because I told them to or my fucking friends or whoever, their friends. They quit because they're a strong fucking person and they did it on their own. You know what I'm talking about, so I'm happy for you. Um, yeah, so that's fucking it. You know, we got a lot of good life fucking lessons. This is, this episode's going to be called Life Lessons. Am I going to drop this fucking laptop again? (sighs) Really quick, SP Genos, 43 minutes in. SP Genos, baby. These are the fucking 
SP Gina Retro Ones. How many times can I fucking say it? It's shitty because you can't really appreciate how great these look because the, well, I guess you can. The light gives it a little fucking love. Um, so I don't know exactly what this is. It's like, it's shiny fucking little circles of leather that are all over the shoe. Whatever the fuck this is called, find it online. It's not like nylon. I don't know what the fuck it's called, but it's an all black shoe, but it's reflective. So in the light, you can see here, it kind of looks like silver or white and it's all across the shoe, even on the jump, the Jordan logo here, which I really fucking love. Um, also, there's a lot of little details, which you guys know, little details get me fucking rock hard. Um, you got SP Gina, you got her face right on the inside of the shoe. I mean, can you not, who's not going to appreciate something like that? You also have, I'll read the card, by the way, if you don't know who SP Gina is, but there's a little teacher's fucking apple here with the Jordan Jumpman logo, and on the back it says SP. This is a little metal hang tag that they added. It's quality. It's not a piece of shit. Um, everything down to the paper. The paper has SP Gina's face on it, and it has Shoe Palace that's like written in a school format, like, you know, the school fucking notebook lines. Now I'm going to read this card that it also comes with. So it says SP Gina's Flight School. It's like just different pictures of her. Um, SP Gina is more than just one of the most unique sneakerheads in the world. She is also one of our finest mentors, period. Um, for decades, SP Gina has dedicated her life to helping children reach their full academic potential in the Bay Area. As a teacher, she used her passion for sneakers in a way to make a genuine connections with her students and all that. Basically, she was a teacher. She fucking found a thing that her students could relate to, like most people don't when they're teachers. Um, she created a bond over sneakers with her students, and she would reward her kids with buying them shoes out of her own fucking pocket. Um, she's also a lot older than most teachers. Well, I'm not most teachers. She's like 50 or 60 years old. I don't know. And hopefully she is that old because then I'm just insulting her. I think she's 50 or 60 and she's a woman and she's a sneakerhead. That's not something common that you see in, uh, in a 50 or 60 year old woman's life. So it's very cool. It's very trendy. She, she became different. She stood out, stood out to her students. Her students loved it. She got her students into sneakers and they're a lower income school that she worked at. So she would buy them shoes, which was fucking extremely sweet of her. Uh, just a great person overall. Definitely a mentor. Definitely someone that's got a fucking heart of gold. And I'm really, really happy that she got an awesome collab. These were actually, I was buying these when they were fucking $380, $400. And they're only like $280 now or $300. So the market's like surprisingly low. They also come with this like tin lunchbox style Nike box, which is fucking awesome. Um, just a great, a great fucking collab. So go buy these. They're a steal and you're supporting someone that does a little bit more than put a ball in a hoop. All right. Not saying it's a bad thing. Just fucking saying. Thank you guys for listening. Happy Father's Day. Happy fucking Sunday. Shout out to God. And next week we're going to have Saint, we're going to have Saint Anthony on the, uh, why does it, why do I lose lighting at the end of every episode? Next weekend we're having St. Anthony on the podcast and St. Nicholas is going to be on the following.